Welcome to the Enterprise Mobility Roundup Podcast. Brought to you by Bluefledge. We discuss mobility topics related to Android and enterprise workforce devices and how they intersect with business and technology. This is episode 224. We're joined by mobility experts Richard Makerson, Brett Cooper, and Patrick McGlynn, where they will take a look at workforce communication tools and the different advantages and benefits of those tools. Welcome, Richard, Brett, and Patrick. Thanks for joining us again today. Today we have Patrick McGlynn joining us. I'm Brett Cooper with Richard Makerson here from Blue Fletch. And today we are going to talk about communication tools in the enterprise. And when we say the enterprise, we're typically referring to warehouses, delivery drivers, frontline workers, retail, retail. Yeah. Right. So then when Patrick, maybe you can give us some context around communication tools. Like what are the, what are the fundamental communication tools we see out there? And I mean, walk me through what, what those, what those look like. Yeah. With, um, with mobility in terms of that, I think the first one that pretty much everyone's going to be familiar with are the walkie talkies. And these have been around, I don't know, probably since seventies before my time, that's for sure. Um, but you know, smoking the bandit came out, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) But you know, these are easy, low cost devices. You can run down to your local radio shack and purchase these. Um, maybe not anymore, but yeah. Um, but you know, just simple, um, Two-way communication, um, back and forth, really, you know, great tools, honestly, um, and still in use in some retailers. Uh, phone is another big one, being able to, to call out or talk to customers calling in. Um, you know, that's over the years been hardwire fo- phones to, um, you know, cellular devices. And um, now there's voice over IP as well. So um, can do that all over the network. Um, chat is another tool uh, for communication and I think this is something that, you know, tools like Slack and Teams have made a lot more common in the enterprise and um, users are becoming a lot more comfortable with this uh, communication tool for just being able to text back and forth and um, at their convenience. Um, And then finally is video, which a newer communication tool um, for, you know, being able to share your screen, uh, see exactly what the other user is seeing and having that that real time uh, communication back and forth. So those are the the four big ones that we see nowadays in the enterprise. Um, I know there's been other communication tools in the past is, you know, when you're tool less, do we face to face shouting across a fax? fax <laughs> yes. <laughs> so post, many facts, a post-it note, a bulletin mm-hmm. board. Those things still exist in 2022. What was the, yep. what were the tubes called? Where you put the, uh, something in a tube and you stick it and you go, <laughs> Like at the bank, the banks yeah. had those yeah. for a while. I remember I, I was in some companies in the the eighties, nineties that had those. It's pretty crazy. Um, and the last two you mentioned, Patrick, those the chat and the video. I feel like a lot of that's been driven by consumers. We have you know, mobile devices came out, and I remember the was the first one. You had to like hit three like four times to get the letter E. T nine, yeah, T nine, yeah. And then they started yeah. actually getting keyboards, like the flip out keyboards. Mm. But the, the you know, I feel like chat for like, text messaging has really driven a lot of that back into the enterprise. And then you also have videos. I feel like videos with FaceTime, Apple yep. bringing that out, has really driven back into the enterprise. But the I guess the the next thing to hop into, and Richard, maybe you can start this out. That that for the first tool, that the walkie talkies. In the enterprise, like I'm really interested in, you know, when we talk to customers. I always ask us questions like, "What are the What does the tool landscape look like? What are yeah. What are my options out there? What What should I be using for that? But, you know, should I still be buying walkie talkies? Like, what yeah. is, What does that look like, both on the walkie side and then on smart devices that are more single use? Right. So, 
walkie-talkies were a great low barrier to entry for communication inside the four walls, right? I could go, as Patrick mentioned, down to a radio shack, deal with my value-added reseller, buy a bunch of walkie-talkies and deploy those out. Um, you know, the government makes certain public uh, radio band frequencies available. Mm-hmm. So at certain ranges, it, it just works. You pick it up and as long as you have power, um, it's as good as the battery itself. It was, um, you know, a great choice. I think you still see those um, in a lot of retail situations uh, to today. Yeah, especially those retailers with really large footprints. Um, I know we've worked with some landscape companies over the year and some big box retailers and They've got parking lots and, you know, just large outdoor staging areas and being able to communicate with someone just quickly over a a pretty large range and not having to shout. um, It's, you know, it is a a good tool and has been in use for many years there. Do you guys, do you guys see those going away? Like walkie talkies going away as, as more of the cell phones start to have walkie functionality? I see physical walkie talkies going away and moving more towards a, a digital space where there is, um, you know, Workforce Connect from Zebra. It could be I mean, Theatro feels almost like a walkie talkie with AI behind it to me. Um, and then even what we're doing with uh, Blue Flesh Chat, um, thinking about asynchronous walkie talkie and a visual voicemail type of communication. But it's still, a, you know, I push a button, I speak into it and it goes to the person I need to type of experience. Do we, do we see a lot of the the walkie like walkie talkies and then that talking back to digital devices is that something we're seeing a lot of or is that going away it's, it's starting to go away i mean it was big maybe 10 or 15 years ago so Ra- having radio a, link servers yep, they're called rls server radio link servers that could sit in between the digital um modern mobile devices and the more analog uh walkie talkies to bridge that communication but you know, you know, we got a big client here in Atlanta that's, you know, getting rid of theirs just because it's hard to find parts for or to replace. And, you know, if you have thousands of those, uh, if one goes out, you know, the communication in your store or, you know, one of your tools is out of play. So, um, you know, going to something where it could be centrally managed, I think, you know, a d- good digital walkie talkie solution is where I th- see things headed. Cool. And then on the, the next topic, Patrick, you had, you talked about phone or VoIP, mm. like where, where does that fit into the, the big picture? Like what are we seeing where that works? And we have customers that are you know, doing you know, that. Yeah. You know, still actually taking calls inbound or making calls outbound. Where, where is that something that where it's actually a thing? Yeah. Well, I, I seen a, a couple of scenarios. One, uh, a big one is delivery drivers. So um, when you're going out to make your deliveries, you might want to call to your customer before you arrive, give them a bit of a heads up. Um, so those those users do need some type of phone to contact, um, you know, a, a customer, be it their home home line or, or cell phone, just to give them that heads up. Um, and then also with store managers, you know, maybe a, a store another store manager wants to call them to check on some inventory or ask for a favor. Maybe they're dealing with inbound customer calls, you know, asking to see if something's in stock. So there is some need for, I think, voice and phone in the in the enterprise still. Um, and being able to converge all that into a single walkie talkie devices, you know, Rick mentioned would be a, kind of the ideal um, scenario for everyone, I think. There's also a number of companies that still have physical extensions, probably mm-hmm. started with a um actual landline that went to PBX. And now um, these modern mobile devices can tap into that PBX. 
But, you know, managing those is complex. It's expensive. And, um, you know, business opportunity, you know, who can crack, you know, doing away with PBX, but, you know, having a, um, a VoIP like experience and being able to uh, tie those calls together. Yeah, I think the the phone, I think a good example, when you mentioned this the other day, was when you go to any modern technology company and walk in the office, do they have phones on the desk? No. Yeah, I just think I just think through the 90s, like every single office you had like the, the gray Cisco phone, mm-hmm. that would be a VoIP extension and it would stop working once a month and the IT guy would come out and do some magic on it and fix it. I, I guess I'm, one of the, the follow-on questions I had, Richard, for you is the, the extensions, extension manage, management. So you have... I can have a phone number or there can be a phone number for a department. Like what are best practices you see around that for, for people to do want to use VoIP? What's, what's the you know, state of the art or what you know, people think works from operationally? Yeah, it, it, it depends. I've seen both work well. So if your organization's um, business rules are, you know, every department should have an extension, like that's great. Um, what I tend to like to deploy or, I um, try to recommend is having an extension that follows people. So um, if I log in and I know what group you're in, um, you know, being, being able to put yourself in a, it a hunt group. Yeah. Hunt groups. So that, you know, if I'm meant to work plumbing, um, I'm part of that extension pool. So I may be, you know, a list of priority one, two or three or four of who gets that phone call and, um, you know, just allow the technology to make things simpler. So like having a hunt group, having an extension that automatically follows people um, based on their role um, is where I would push things. But, you know, I've seen it work very well where you have a dedicated phone with a dedicated extension and people just use that phone to death. The phone 407 would be the number. That's the always the plumbing plumbing department phone. Yes, you could write on the side of it, white out the extension number. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, um, so Patrick, maybe, maybe you can talk a little bit about the, you know, where, where do you see phones going like for usage? Like where are the actual use cases over the next couple of years? I feel like you mentioned the other day, things like Uber eats, like people mm. are starting to text companies or stop calling companies. Do you see a usage for phone calls coming inbound to organizations? Yeah, I think there is still a need, but potentially not directly to maybe an end user at, you know, store a that you're trying to talk to, maybe it's going through a call center. Um, and then they're routing any type of request um, digitally to, you know, via some type of task or assignment to that, that store to, to handle it. And I think the scenario when we were prepping for this, we talked about was, you know, I used to call up, um, call in to order a pizza and that really, that doesn't exist anymore. And it might in some of your mom and pops, but, uh, I, I think majority of users are probably now using tools like Uber Eats and actually placing their orders there and not ever even having to pick up a phone. So there's definitely the need for the phones for, you know, those those scenarios where you have an exception or you need to talk to a specialist, as I mentioned earlier. But um, it's just going to become, I think, less and less of um, you know, s- individual sites spending time on the phone. And, and ideally, there's probably you know, AI and smart tools out there that can um, kind of intercept and handle all those, those simple communications. No, that's a great call out. Just leveraging those technology buffers um, so that you can have things in between that one person and that one extension to provide a, you know, great customer experience. Right. Right. So then the next topic you dropped on there, 
Patrick, or the next uh, communication style was chat. Yeah. In, yeah. I, th- I always find it funny. I think one of the questions we ask employees when they start Blue Fletch and they get, introduce themselves to the company is to tell people what their first screen name was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Richard and I were talking about ours was AOL Instant Messenger, yep. um, which was, I think that was that early 90s, mid 90s, like 94, 95. Yeah. It came out. But yeah, chat is really, I feel like chat yeah, started out as a sort of gimmicky thing and it's really driven into a, a useful tool that a lot of people have. But I, I guess, Richard, maybe you could talk about what, what you've seen over the last 20 years of, of technology from a chat perspective. Yeah, you bring up a lot of memories with um, AOL Instant Messenger. Because, I mean, it took me from... Do you remember what your screen name was? Uh, I'd save it for after this podcast. <laughs> uh, but I, I do remember. It's just not that bad. But, yeah, I mean, it took me from middle school to high school, through college. Um, then I had to get a professional screen name when I joined Accenture. Um, I couldn't be pretty Rick anymore. <laughs> Um, but even nowadays, uh, uh, everybody has a phone and, you know, even grandparents can chat. People understand how to create a talk group or a chat group. And so, um, that inevitably is coming down to the enterprise experience, especially when in these enterprises, you have, you know, a younger workforce that demands these tools, they use it every day. So why not leverage, you know, this muscle that they exercise all the time? to help elevate them at the job. Yeah. And Pat- yeah. Patrick, what are the, the drawbacks? Do you see companies still pushing back? I feel like there was a, a time where they just, nobody wanted to chat because they're like, that's for the kids. Like, do you see companies yeah. that's still being a thing? I, I do. I, you know, I think there's a, a bit of a stigma of, you know, being on your phone, especially if you're um, on the clock and supposed to be helping with customers. Um, so, you know, there's people just assume you're, you're not doing your job and you're, you're slacking off or, uh, chatting with friends when you might actually be doing, um, you know, a produ- productivity tasks. So, um, you know, I think there, that's one of the downsides, the upsides though, there are, are pretty awesome. You know, that the ability to asynchronously chat. So I'm not having to actually be on the phone with someone and listening to them. I can still be doing my task. And then when it's convenient for me, actually see what they had to say, um, and, you know, being able to attach images, as, we, as we've spoken about as well, um, is just adding a lot more context to a conversation that you might not be able to achieve with just walkie talkies or um, phone calls. So, you know, I, I love chat in, in the enterprise and I, I see it growing, especially um, as, you know, teams are becoming more f- um, comfortable with that and allowing their their users to um, take part in, in chatting on devices. Yeah, for, for that picture scenario, what's the most common thing you see with people attaching pictures to, to chat? Um, you know, just asking for tips and tricks on things or if anyone knows, um, you know, this box or crate sitting on the floor, where does that go? What is this? What needs to happen to this? Um, there was no, you know, instruction left with it. Does anyone know what's going on? I think that's that's a great scenario. Can, um, can we verify that something's actually in stock at the store before I send a customer across town? Yep. To yeah. go get it. Or <laughs> does anyone have this part that broke off of, you know, this piece and, you know, just being able to actually solution things quickly. Um, and yeah. What was the one, Richard, you had a plumbing? What 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 part is this? Mm. Yes. Taking a picture and sending it to somebody if you're the, the front desk. The house was built in the 20s. This part doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Do you sell it at all? I'm your replacement. Patrick, what about what about voice to text? Is that something I, I feel like my I have a lot of friends that are they don't type. They actually just talk to their phone and it, it does that. Is that something we're seeing in the enterprise at all? Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen it personally, but uh, I hope to see that. I mean, I'm a, a big user and adopter of that when 
especially when I'm driving, you know, can use my my Siri tool to type out a text for me and send that out. Um, it's great way to hands free also still leverage, um, you know, your your chat protocols and and type that out. Um, so it, it's it's kind of a, a convergence of that push to talk and chat features. But I think it is, um, you know, just a way for for time savings. So you're not having to spend all that time typing a long message out. You can just quickly dictate it. And the voice recognition tools these days are incredible. I don't know if you guys are using those to on your laptops, but um, you know that in mobile as well. I've just I'm always amazed at how how great they pick up um, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think it's a narrow use case where I need to be hands free. Um, use voice, uh, also safety. So if mm-hmm. I'm driving a forklift, like you said, driving a car, um, you see that um, typically enterprises often are noisy environments. So sometimes I can make it tough, but Definitely around that safety and hands-free use case. You see that a lot Got it. or see that more often. Yep. The The last bucket, Patrick, you, you talked about was the, was video and mm-hmm. Richard, you're probably, I know you've done a lot of big projects with video in the last few years. Where does video chat actually make sense in the enterprise? What do those use cases look like? So piggybacking on safety, um, I've had a number of customers um, leverage video like for a war room type of experience, right? So, um, you know, if I'm working for a big utility that produces nuclear power and we need to um, look at an issue, you could send one person or you could send a team, but you can also be supported by um, experts from around the world or a war room. And so instead of sending 20 or 30 people into a really dangerous space, you could um, minimize that risk, but also have them available. Um, that's a really great um, use of video. I mean, in the other pieces, if I just need to social, show somebody something in real time, um, whether that's how to do something or verifying something phys- is physically there, video um, is really great for that. That, that. Do you see that being used in retail for a customer engagement, especially people not wanting to go into stores? It could be. Um, there you know, is a, a general theme happening where um, we're able to what feels like communicate directly to a store, but it's often driven by process and technology, whether that process is um, a call center or a help center or AI to be technology. But, you know, I see a day where, you know, I could be looking up something at the Home Depot and click a button and talk directly to a store associate or be able to talk to an expert and get them to walk me through how to set up a tent or back to the plumbing example, how uh, to replace this garbage disposal. Okay. Patrick, any other concepts you see with, with video coming into play? Yeah. I, I mean, just to piggyback on that last one, you mentioned that that consultation with uh, a specialist or an expert. Um, I, I think it was, I forget whose commercial it was, but during COVID uh, a bike shop opened up a, a online consultation where you could really one-on-one FaceTime or, or video chat rather um, with uh, an expert who can help fit you for a bike, um, talk to you about what your needs are and, and having that, you know, expert consultation um, is, is pretty good use of that tool. I don't know if many retailers are actually adopting that yet, um, but you know, that that's a good use case or other items or areas where I see would, you know, maybe ensuring that, um, Things that are unique or one of a kind meet your needs or requirements, um, things, you know, ensuring they're they're valid or the, the validity of something. Um, it's another good way where, where video is 
it's hard to um, trick anyone if you're actually doing real time video. You can't um, you can't hide it with you know altered images or um, just going off of someone's word. It's um, a good way to to show you know actual validity of something. Yeah, I think we saw a high end furniture store that would they would actually take a video and pictures of stuff before they rolled a truck to your house. Yeah, no, that's a good one. They, <laughs> that's the worst. Delivering something and then getting it and being, I don't want this couch. Yep. Yeah, and or after repairs to show that something was repaired successfully before sending it out. So, yeah, I think there are a number of use cases um, around that. So I think we'll, we will see that grow in the next few years. Got it. And then on that note, other future trends, like as you guys think about communication tools, communication styles, like Richard, are the things you see that are going to be happening in the next two to five years in communication for enterprise tools? Yeah, I'll try to go through two or three of them really quickly. I, I know I named one um, talking about how to tie, um, you know, a customer who is online directly to a store associate or an expert. Um, you know, this some of the things we're exploring with Blue Flesh Chat. Uh, the other is, you know, thinking about video, like if I'm buying something to have um, that cons- consultative experience, um, phoning an expert, you know, shout out to Jake Paul. Uh, if I'm buying, you know, first edition Pokemon cards, if you could have had, you know, a video chat and, you know, with the expert there as well to talk through that validity, you know, he could have saved, you know, three and a half million dollars with that as well. <laughs> Uh, you know, the other thing is, um, you know, always connected AI assistant, whether that's uh, via voice or via chat. I'm seeing a lot of um, companies use that internally on, on in their chats. So having like a help robot, um, uh, I've seen um, it happen on the legal side to be able to ask certain questions and you have AI spit an answer back out to you versus somebody from a team taking that off the pile, um, finding where an answer is and giving it back to the team. So those are, you know, three trends that, you know, probably over the next five to 10 years, I see happening more and more. Patrick, what about you? Yeah, I think one of the ones we we're currently seeing right now is just the convergence of technologies. Um, I know just a, a quick story. One retailer was using uh, walkie talkies. Store managers were carrying uh, wireless phones. They had scanners for all their inventory control and even carrying iPads for some of their reporting and um, time management tasks as well. So, um, you know, they, they did a whole device refresh and converged literally all those tools into a single device and um, one device that can do walkie talkie, make phone calls, all their inventory control as well. Um, Of course they could also expand that to video chat as we mentioned as well. So, um, you know, that, I think that's a, a great, um, undertaking by companies and maybe carrying that even further into the future is bringing that all into, um, you know, uh, someone's personal phone or the, the corporate own personally enabled devices where you've got a division of your, your personal stuff and then your work profile. And you can have that all onto your, your single carry device that is, you know, your work and your personal and have time box things and, um, you know, making sure your, your work's not carrying over to your personal life um, Android's making that a little bit easier, but, um, I could see that potentially, um, being, you know, it's a, a way for, uh, way forward with, uh, communication tools. And Richard, I know you and your team have been doing a lot of work around consolidation that has blue fletch chat as the tool you have that's specific to these, these, a lot of these work cases. What are, you know, if you have to think about that 
same question, like where to invest or place your bets in the next few years. Like what are the things on communication that companies should be doing? Yeah. Um, just giving people in your organization the ability to chat period. Um, I think you start there. Um, there's been some use cases where, where we see that they've tried to narrow the window, like to make it to buttons or we don't want people just chatting because all they're going to do is talk about um, University of Alabama versus UGA, mm-hmm. but they might not. And there's mm-hmm. that's data you can collect because that employer to employee relationship is much different than Apple's relationship with us as um, as a business to consumer relationship. So, um, you know, I'd say, you know, smart money is putting chat out there, letting them leverage it, but also looking at the data and looking at where you can find efficiencies, where you can invest your time and money to give them what they want. Cause they'll find, you know, amazing workarounds, just getting things solved through chat. Um, the other piece is just connecting other parts of the organization, right? So, um, you know, being, um, you know, an in-store associate or working in the warehouse, you know, if I'm connected to, you know, somebody throughout corporate or help desk um, more efficiently, that's just going to save time for me being away from my job or job area, being on the phone or having to type of email and then checking it to make sure that it, that it's come. So that is going to clean up and just save time throughout the organization. And the other piece would be um, one of the examples I mentioned earlier is, you know, thinking about your consumers and how you can connect them to deeper parts of your organization. Um, I had a really great experience with Home Depot setting up our new office um, ordered two industrial size shelves. They delivered one. I didn't get a follow up on the second one. And I'm sure I was talking to somebody on in, uh, in a help desk or, um, you know, in a different type, not necessarily in Home Depot company, but I knew that they were talking to somebody in that store on my behalf. It was asynchronous. So as long as that window was open, I could handle it throughout the day. And, you know, the next day I had my shelf. So that was great that it was very easy to use. Um, it didn't require my attention holding the phone up to my ear for 45 minutes. And, you know, at my leisure, you know, my problem got solved. Awesome. Yeah. No, nobody wants to sit on hold for 45 minutes. <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. You can do all your, your work and stuff on the side and just keep your little chat box open on the side. Yeah, I do yep. love the chat features for that. Yep. Well, Patrick and Richard, thanks for chatting through this with us today. And uh, I think I mentioned this in the last one, but if anybody has any future ideas or things you're looking for us to talk about, shoot us, shoot us your ideas. And if we pick yours, we'll send you some free swag. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Enterprise Mobility Roundup podcast. If you enjoyed the discussion, please take a few moments to rate us. If you would like to listen to future episodes, please subscribe. To learn more about mobility topics or submit any questions, visit us at bluefletch.com.